1: of the world steve finger Stiles.
0: so welcome to another rendition of the podcast this week i'm not gonna run off my sponsors or say where you can support me because this is not about me this week this is about a bigger cause about the social injustices that's going on in the world and with my platform, I guess this is the way I could give back and maybe open people's eyes and put out there what should be happening, how people could help, how, what's going on, because a lot of people don't know what's going on, or they're blinded, or they don't want to know what's going on. So this is going to be uncomfortable, so I'm warning you now, we're going to get into some deep shit. But before we get into all that, this week's guest is a part of the Post Wrestling family. He has his own YouTube series, writer, reporter, and interviewer, Andrew Thompson.
2: I say, Steve, I appreciate you having me on, man. Uh, You know, it's always a pleasure, you know, being asked to do any type of podcast. You know, just the fact that somebody would even want me to, you know, do these type of things. I always, you know, I never get big headed with that stuff, man. So, you
0: know, I appreciate you, you know, even asking me to come on, and I'm, you know, I'm excited to get into it. No, thank you very much. And obviously, I know you through the Post Wrestling family because I follow them. I've had and Harrington on the podcast a few times as well. So I'm familiar with his work and obviously what John Pollock does. He's awesome himself, right? So that's where I sort of started following you and then knowing that you did your own interviews and YouTube series. So before we get into all the heavy stuff, let's because I don't know where this is going to lead to, but let's start <laughs> off with you and we'll go from there. So you're currently writing for Post. So shout out to everyone at Post, like I said. How did you start there? What happened? Did you reach out to them? Did they reach out to you? How did it all get started? Yeah,
2: yeah so I actually reached out to, uh, to, to Post. It was in the, the summer of 2019. And uh, I, I, me, me and John, we talked about this on air before. Uh, like, I, I kind of like... S- slightly, slightly heckled them a little bit, just a little okay. bit, just to put, 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 put a little pressure on them. Because I, I was looking for a space to, you know, of course, create content, and, and I love writing; writing is a passion of mine. So I was looking for a place to do that, and I thought Post was the perfect place. Just how they cover news, and like it's not like a clickbaity place; it's like real thorough, fact accurate news. And I just wanted to be a part of that, so I reached out to John, and I, like at first he and way uh they, they weren't necessarily looking for a writer and i was like you know what okay. let me just put like for like a little bit of this is a little bit of pressure on him and then i you know of course some somehow got got my way in it and john uh let me know um i could do one of the news updates and nice. i was like you know what i'm gonna put like everything i got into this news update so like i started like the day before um i was supposed to submit it and i sent john literally 30 pages of wow. Microsoft notes of wrestling news from the past day the past two days Shit. like a quotes and all this stuff and then I sent it to him and then you know of course he was like blown away <laughs> by you know by by, and then like from, from that point on I, I kind of figured I was in of course you know over time you gradually earn trust and stuff like that and I think um, things really like started to um, you know to progress a lot more when uh, John and Wade they went over to Japan uh, for Wrestle Kingdom, and they sure. left me in charge of the site for like twelve days, like, wow. just like just told me just do my thing as far as like news and you know any other other stuff, and then everything went smooth. And everything was like just fine as normal. So, and I think that's when you know the the the, the relationships started. To, you know, it, it was like it, it was already official, but like, I felt like after that, it was like okay, now we can you know we, we can step away, or we know ain't
0: nothing crazy gonna happen <laughs> to the site. So, like I, I think that's when things started to really smooth over. So how nervous were you when they left you in charge? Because 12 days, like, it's not like just one day. If something goes wrong, they can fix right. it the next day. So 12 days, you could seriously, not to say that you crashed the site, but something right, right, like right. shitty like that could have happened, right?
2: No, 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 that's, that's true. No, seriously. Like, if I if I was running the site and <laughs> it was just like I telling somebody, like, okay, I'm going to leave the sign in your hand for 12 days, I would be kind of hesitant. I'm pretty sure there was some some hesitancy. But I think just because I was already there, like, for four or five months prior, there was already that establishment of, like, you know, you know you you, you know we're we pretty sure you can you can handle this and then like i think once i proved that it was like you know everything was good and you know so now i'm just in my you know my regular schedule will post now and everything's just perfect honestly
0: that's awesome so you're not based out of toronto then right
2: uh, no 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 i'm in maryland
0: oh wow so again have you ever done anything like this on your own before i know you have your youtube series we'll talk about mm-hmm. that as well but like to be in charge of like this whole platform to do like have you ever run a website before like what's your background
2: so I started um, writing in 2017 when I was in community college, and I just like I, I of course I've always been a fan of wrestling, but I was just wondering I was like, I wonder if I could write about it, and like instead of creating own site, I was like I um, might as well join the site, so I started writing for this website. It was um, eWrestling.net or okay. it was wrestling it, it was like e.wrestling.com. wrestling. It, it was something like that, sure. but and I remember the guy. He gave. I like, never forget this guy. He actually gave me a chance to like start writing my first couple articles. Like, I remember mm-hmm. my first article was um, it was a takeover San Antonio 2017 predictions article. Wow. Like, and I remember I just like broke down the matches that were going to be on that car and sure. I, that was like, I, I was hooked from from that day forward. And then, like, of course, you know, you start transitioning to other sites, and you know, start making a big name for yourself, and you know, things like that. And then, you know, that, that's basically how it all started. And then I started my YouTube channel. Um, well, I really got working on my YouTube channel shortly after I started with Post because I had already had it and I had um, interviews up on there from when I was at StarCast last year last yes. year StarCast okay. uh, in Vegas yeah I was I was at that StarCast and I did a, a couple interviews there with uh, Jungle Boy and Nick Gage and um, Ace Romero it was a couple of other people I did some interviews up there with but yeah it was a good time there and then I, once I started uh, working with Post that's when I started like I had like a sort of like open gap in the schedule so i was able to you know really work on the channel and like be able to sit down and do these interviews and you know like because i remember when i um do i I remember i was so nervous to start doing interviews like i remember my first time no my first ever in-person interview was at that Starcast last year and not the first person i ever interviewed first person i ever interviewed was um Interviewed in person with Jungle Boy, sure and I, I do. I remember when I walked in that like it was the <laughs> ballroom. I walked in the ballroom. I was nervous <laughs> as hell. like you, like you, you know, you, you see all these people on TV, of course. And, and, and and then like you, I, I'm 23 years old. So I'm I'm seeing, I'm seeing these people. I'm 22 at the time. I'm seeing right. these people. And wait, wait, was I 20? I was 20. Yeah, I was, I was 22 at the time. Oh, and wow. I'm I'm seeing I'm seeing these people, and I'm like. Oh. Oh, boy, like I'm saying, like Justin Roberts and like Eric Dishoff and like you, you know, what I'm like you, you <laughs> see these people. You watch even I was like seven or six, and I'm, I'm just like starstruck at these people. and Then That's I remember awesome. when I was walking around my little recorder, and I was just like, I was like, I don't know if I can do it. Like I, I was feeling the nerves, and then I remember I just uh, I walked up to Jungle Boy and I just asked him. I was like, Hey, man, you know, Manu Thompson, would, you know, introduce myself, you know, my outlet, and then uh, he was just like, Yeah, man, we can do it, and you know, he. Gave me good answers, and you know, he was real smooth with the, 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 the just the transition and stuff like that, helping me get my questions off in a, in a better way. And like, one of the best experiences I've had, I remember um, mm-hmm. when I got to interview Nick Gage, okay. and you know how everybody views Nick Gage, you know, you think he's like the rough and tough dude, like, of you know, he, like exactly. <laughs> I remember when I walked up to Nick Gage, bro, and I asked him, I was like, hey, what's, up? No, what's up, Nick? You know, I'm Matthew Thompson, nah, nah, nah. and I asked him, Do you want to do an interview? Sure, the nicest dude. I but like one of these nice dudes I've ever met. Like he took took his bag out of his chair and like made room so I could come sit down and really you know cool. do the interview. And then you know he told really me cool. about um, an independent show that was happening after Double or Nothing called Suburban Fight, and okay. they, they, it's like they do it at a bar, like a bar okay. fight okay. type thing. I, I, That's cool. I, 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 yeah, it's, it's cool as hell. And he actually told me about it, and I went right after Double. I went and got it because the tickets were still on sale. I went okay. and bought a ticket and yeah. went to the show right after Double or Nothing, and uh. Dude, and I remember when I went there and I saw him. He, he remembered me from because it did just happen early in the day. So I'm pretty sure he like like one of those receptive oh yeah I remember your face type thing. And I remember he saw me in the show and though, he talked to me for a little bit before he went and did his match. Like it was that, dude, that that was like one of the coolest things. Because like you, you you would think Nick Gage is probably like one of these like the, I like, get the hell out of my face type of dudes. And true. He was just, he was just cool as hell. So like that was probably like that was like at the beginning um of my interviewing thing. But like before that I was just, you know, just writing and uh I wrote for um, e wrestling news. Um and the site I mentioned before was like it was a similar name but it was like e wrestling com or e wrestling news or something like that. And then I started writing yeah. for uh Lords of Pain for a little bit and then I wrote for Fightful and then okay. yeah, now I'm with uh yeah I'm with Post.
0: Oh that's awesome. So do you still get those jitters? Because I saw one of your recent interviews with you had Christian on, right? Obviously Jay uh-huh. Rizzo, right? So, do you still get like those little jitters? Do you like you're like oh, I can't believe I talked to this guy? And what do you do to calm them down beforehand?
2: So when I yeah, Christian was probably the last person I actually had the the you know the butterflies and the jitters and stuff. Because I mean that's Christian, bro. Like exactly, like you know what I'm saying like with other people, like it's kind of like and and not saying like these people aren't you know, up that status because, of course, they are. But I'm saying, like, dude, that's, that's like, Christian is a legend, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he is, really is a legend. And I can only imagine how you guys view him in Canada. Like, I'm I'm pretty sure he's – Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And so it was was just one of those things where, like, I was – I remember before the interview, bro, like, I remember I woke up. So the interview was at 9 in the morning, first of all. And I woke up at, like, 8, and I went to go did my setup, and I was just like – I, I was kind of like panicking a little bit because I was just like, oh, man, I was like, I can't, I, I don't know if I'm going to do this. I was like, you know, what if he don't show up? would if you late? You know, the, he, he was right <laughs> on time. And I remember when uh, I was sitting there on the Zoom call and I'm just, you know, just getting ready and like thinking about how I'm going to format the interview, you know, what I'm going to ask, stuff like that. Right. So I was always thinking about that the night before, but I was just, you know, trying to internalize <laughs> everything and make sure I knew what I was doing. Right. And I remember when when I saw his, his uh, icon pop up on the, the screen Man went blank. Immediately. <laughs> oh no! I was, I was like, "Dude, <laughs> oh my god!" And, and then, like, he um. So at, at first he had it just on audio, okay. and then I was I, I turned on my video because I, I remember at first I was just like, "No!" I, actually, funny story was I didn't have my haircut because you know the pandemic, because I didn't have a haircut. Okay. So I was like, I, I was like, I cannot. Um, <laughs> um, going to scream at it like with this with, with a busted headline I can't do it mm-hmm. so I remember I, I, told, I was talking to one of my friends and he, he's, a friend he's a wrestling fan too he's a wrestling fan so he's not, not okay. like as big as a fan of but he's always been a fan since he was a kid okay, yeah. and I remember I told him I was interviewing Christian right. and the first thing he told me was I was like I'm gonna I'm just do an audio because I was I don't have my hair cut first thing he told me was he was like you know me and you have been friends for a long time he was like if you miss out on the chance to do a video interview with Christian, he was yeah. like, "We can't talk no
1: more." <laughs> he was like, like we
2: "Can't we can't talk no more?" Because like, nah, and I get what he was saying. He was just like, "Bro, it's like you 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 will miss out on an opportunity to video interview with somebody you used to watch all the time as a kid because you ain't got no haircut." And then he was just yeah. like, "Bro, just throwing a hat," and I was like, yeah, "That's a good idea. Just throw that." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then and yeah, that, that was that. But yeah, I, and then like. I I think I was nervous for, like, the first five, seven minutes of the interview. Okay. And then, like, as he started to, like, get real in-depth with his answers, and I started to see him laugh at stuff I was saying, and, like, laugh at the little jokes I was saying, and Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, now I can chill out. And then it just, things were just smooth from that point.
0: Oh, that's awesome to hear. So when did you get into wrestling
2: then? Ooh, man, I I started watching wrestling. Okay, so, so I was born in 1996.
0: Oh my god, I'm so old. Woo. All right, <laughs> these young these youngins are killing me, man. Because next week's, I have a wrestler lined up for next week, and he's just he's the same age as you, and I'm like, oh my god, I feel so old because he grew up in the John Cena era, and I'm like, wow. Anyways, go on. <laughs>
2: Cause I did the, um, the the British Wrestling Experience podcast the other day on, on post wrestling, and they were, I was joking with uh, Martin Bento and Jamesy about that. They were just like, 'Cause we reviewed the, um, the the 1992 UK Rampage show. We were joking about how that show was out before I was born and stuff like that. <laughs> it, it, it was crazy, but um, yeah, man. I, I started watching wrestling. I can I had to be like four. Okay. Cause, I, cause I still, I, cause I still have like vivid memories of like the the old school roles, like with the the Undertaker with that cool theme music that he used to have. Like I, I can't remember what it, it was like the the Ministry of Darkness thing. Like I still remember that, right. like vividly. Like i would always be like uh, taking the pillows that were on the couch and like doing the Rock Bottom and jumping off the couch and stuff, just doing crazy stuff. But like I always been a wrestling fan. I um I kind of fell out of wrestling when uh when I got to high school a little bit, like just as most people tend to do and yeah. then like I kind of got back into it like in like 12th, 11th grade like around when CM Punk started so the you know when he was on Makes the uprads and then I remember I honestly I had saw I was turned on raw one night and I had um, saw CM Punk this was I think this was before the, the pipe bomb thing okay. and I, I I just remember like him having this like presence and it was like he was like one of the cool right. you know dudes and I was like of oh my who's this so you know of course like I mean I, I've I had saw like highlights of CM Punk on social media, like on YouTube and stuff, you would see, like, you know, you come across clips and stuff that you would see on YouTube on the recommended section and stuff like that. You would see that type of stuff. And then, like, of course, like when you see him in WWE and then, like, you start doing your own research and you find out where he's been. And, like, right. the, I, I, it was kind of like, he kind of did get me back into wrestling. And that's when I just feel like right back into it, like, in everything. Like, kinda got in the, you know, got back in the Ring of Honor and got back okay. in the TNA slash Impact. And, you know it, you know, you start learning about different stuff. I remember um around 20 2013 i saw my first new japan match it was a valor and um okada at Kazuna road yeah that was my that was my first new japan match and i remember looking like of course i didn't like know about the i I didn't know about the iwgp junior heavyweight i I didn't know what like i was just watching the Uh, match and i I didn't know what the hell that was like i remember like of course like as you, you know, of course, as you grow on to learn about this stuff, you like, and I was, I remember, I was uh, thinking about this the other, like, I was a couple months ago, somebody had put a post up on Twitter, and they had put, like, a, a graphic of Balor versus uh, Okada at that New Japan event, and yeah. I was just like, how cool would it have been if Balor, because Balor was the IWGP junior heavyweight champion at the time, I was like, how cool would it have been if Balor would have won the heavyweight right. title, I was like, that would have been, like, massive to what, what you know, what could have been, you know what I'm saying, or how that would have affected his future going forward because right. he would have been heavyweight champion but like, might have been, might not have been NXT, like Finn Balor in NXT, you never, you never know You're how things know. Would, have, exactly. would have turned out but yeah, that, that was like some of my earliest uh, recollections of, 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 of wrestling for the most part and um, wow. yeah, like, of, course, of course, but like heavy early, it was just WWE for the most part and like right. I say, I, I think in 2003 was when I started to learn about TNA and then that's when I, okay. you know, got into that and yeah, that's, that's how I kind of got into it.
0: So, what what do you enjoy most currently watching? New Japan. Oh, all day. Oh, uh, <laughs> you went over there. Yeah. Eh? You went over oh, to yeah. the dark side, as they say. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I do enjoy New Japan. They back next Monday, so yeah, I'm That's excited. Right. You no, know, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what they're going to do. It's, uh, the New Japan Cup right. right off the right off the break, and then they're going to have um, fans back in July, and they're going to do like one third capacity to fill Osaka Joe Hall. So I'm excited right. to know for them to to be back because i feel like new japan is like uh one of the best overall in-ring products so you know i'm excited to see them back and uh, i I do enjoy like a a couple of independent promotions. i like black label pro i think they're based out of indian in indianapolis i think they're based out of indianapolis i love watching their stuff i love watching glory pro um i I recently watched uh you you know who wh park is right no who the the, free post wrestling
0: no. Oh yes,
2: okay, so yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the WH he, he sends me like um, so it's like some some shows that he like earmarks off, and I always like try to watch uh, some of them as I can. And I watched the uh, Ice Ribbon show, so women's wrestling promotion in Japan. Okay. Dude, it was like the best tag team match really? that I've seen, and in know in, in this empty arena type oh. era that we're going through right now. Like okay. this, it was probably the best tag match I've seen since this whole since the COVID. Uh, 19 stuff started so like you know i'm you know i'm still learning about you know of course like other promotions in in other countries but like for the most part i feel like i kind of got like a grip on what's going on as far as like the independent scene here in the states
0: nice okay so now are you i gotta ask are you one of those new japan fanboys that looks down at everything else and no matter what new japan puts out they can't do any wrong
2: (laughs) no no no, no. okay okay i I, I try (laughs) to enjoy everything for what it is for the most part just you know i'm not really like one of those like especially as of recently like i just think it's too much stuff going on in the world for me to be like all oh, super critical and negative of stuff that like really doesn't matter as far as like the real world is concerned like especially and, I, and i've never been like that like i don't know why i just like of course i'm if I, if I think something stupid i'm gonna call it what it is as far as wrestling goes but uh like i've never been one of those guys to be like oh you know this place is like the elite and, and right. your kids, they, they, they and they can do no wrong. Because I mean, every promotion got this far like I think every promotion right? has crazy decisions that should not be made as far as booking goes. But I mean, at the end of the day, like you just try to enjoy it for what it is, man. Because like if you can't, like, what, what, like, I don't, I don't understand people that hate what they watch and then try I to know. do it as like a professional. Like I don't know how you can do it. Like, I can't hate something that I want to do or want to work in. It's it don't, it don't work like that. Like I mean, like I said exactly. earlier, like it's just you know some stuff got they. False, like I, like it's some stuff with wwe that i don't like it's some stuff with aw that i think is a little cheesy and corny is but i mean right. and, and then i think it's some stuff with new japan well for, for the most part like the only thing like i can't really critique new japan on is because it's mostly in ring like it's no yes you know like it, it's no like backstage likes like segments during the show right. like and stuff for you to like critique and like these outside the ring story like it's nothing to critique unless it's the in-ring product like you can say a match is bad but like for the most part it's nothing really to Really, share an opinion on, but um, you know, I'm, 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 i never been one of those dudes. I don't think that's, you know, I don't think that's cool. That's just not my, my style.
0: Yeah, don't worry. I'm the same way. To me, if, if it's bad, it's bad. If it's good, it's good. I don't care either way. Um, it's, right. You know what I mean? It's, it is what it is. What can you? And people should just be happy that there's this much content. Because when I was growing up, it was WWE, probably uh, what NWA, WCW, and whatever else was still lying around. Because that was when Vince McMahon brought up everybody. So. The, yeah. the independence scene was dry, right? So you were forced to just watch what was on TV So these kids don't know how Well, I should say these kids But you're part of the generation So <laughs> these guys don't know how easy it is nowadays <laughs> As I sit here on my soapbox Telling you, oh, back in my day <laughs> Okay, so what's your biggest fear When interviewing someone? Like, what's the thing you don't want to ever happen When you're talking to someone?
2: Uh, firstly, the connection cut out That's probably number oh, one that's easy
0: Come on, that's not your fault though <laughs> It's happened plenty of times <laughs> but, to me. I don't. I don't care about that.
2: Uh, but probably my biggest fear when interviewing somebody is like, if they take a question the wrong way, and then it just goes like oh. completely left. That's probably like my worst. I hey, never but thought that, of that, that hasn't happened. Like the, probably the the only thing that has probably happened uh, was I interviewed um Jimmy Havoc uh, okay. back at Starcast, and I had he he was just signed to AEW at the time. And I had talked about him and his run in progress because he was, like, the one of the longest reign in progress world champions of all time. Sure. And I remember I asked him, I was like, would you ever uh, go back to progress? And he was like, well, why would I go back to progress? Like, instead of like kind of a smart-ass way. Oh. And, like, the, like, and, like, the interview just kind of went left from there. Shit. And then guess what happened a couple months later? He yeah. went to progress. So, like, it was <laughs> like, like oh, it was. So it, it was just one of those things. Like and he he kind of like answered it in a smart ass way, and then the interview just went left from there. And then I, right. of course, it, it, I just ended it because it was like I, I was getting none out of it. So it was just like whatever. But that was probably like my worst like ever interview experience. Honestly, like I don't I can't recall anything that went bad. Like I mean, I know some people don't like when wrestlers stay like super in character interviews. Mm. Like, I know some people don't like that. Like I remember um. This was at the uh, the November Starcast in Baltimore. Okay. Uh Sammy Garay did like a, a press like a media media scrum sure. and he was like in character the like the oh, whole time and I, I, I know some people were kind of getting irritated cuz it's like I mean cuz of course you want to go there you want to get content and right. you know what I'm saying you don't want to get like these super in person like I mean not in person like in character interviews, cuz like it that that does nothing. It's you know what true. I'm saying like you kind of want to get like the you know you want to get some good stuff and like he right. was like sa- Sammy was like not giving ah, it up okay. at all like but i mean I, that's his that's that, that's his job you know what i mean so like i really wasn't expecting him to ask uh like to answer any type of crazy question but i remember i kind of did throw him off a little bit like i tried to like get him to um toe that line like i asked hmm. him i was like you know who 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 would you if, if you had to ask somebody to the inner circle hmm from AEW, but you had to remove someone at the same oh, time, right. what would you do? And, that, and I kind of got him to right. toe to, to that, to that line just a little, but he, but he ended up walking it back, and he, <laughs> he got right back in character because I, I was just like, kudos to him because you know, it's just, you know, but that, that, that's probably like the, the Jimmy Havoc one was probably the worst experience that I've had probably
0: yeah yeah you know what that's never crossed my mind taking like just having it go sideways because knock on wood that's never really happened to me as of yet where i've asked someone because i always ask i always tell my guests too beforehand that if there's anything you don't want said or if i go out of line in the interview you let me know i'll take it out i don't care i'm not one of those guys trying to get those cheap clicks like you know what i mean it's more about the content than it is just trying to get insta-famous right so but no one's ever said oh cut this out oh i didn't like you saying, or even like how you said the, like they just went stone cold and then you had to just like end it you know what i mean so thank god i don't know if that says that i'm good at what i do or if it, i'm just been lucky but either way let it go because yeah i i don't know what i would do man i think that would be the only thing that would stop me dead in my tracks because i've had bad connections i just go roll with it i've stuttered i stutter so much that i can't like if if someone listens to this podcast and you want to have a good drinking game take a shot every time i stutter i guarantee you you'll be drunk by the time this podcast is over <laughs> So you know what I mean. I try not to worry about the stuff you can't control, because then you're you're just right. going to be too much in your head, right? Yeah, definitely, definitely, I agree. So dead or alive, who's the person you would want to interview the most?
2: uh mm, uh, out of everybody, I probably had a chance to interview. Probably, probably Stone Cold, oh, wow, Steve okay. Like probably him, Bret Hart for sure. Uh, Shawn Michaels. Um, oh, you're speaking legends, of course. Yeah, I, I'm gonna interview uh, Samoa Joe, mm. Daniel Bryan, Another for sure. Guy. Amazing Red. Uh, who who else would I want to interview, man? Like, I, I would want to interview a uh, low key, um, from from MLW. Right. of course. Uh, who else would I want to interview, man? Like, it, it's a bunch of people, man. Like, that was just off the like off the top. Probably Cash is oh no.
0: That uh, would be Hero. a good one, yeah, like d-
2: definitely, because he he's like just a like wrestling like knowledge like encyclopedia. I like, a just a, I, I, <laughs> I, it, 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 it would be crazy to interview him, man, and uh probably uh you wonder know who I, I really would want to interview, um Jack Evans from AEW, because I, okay. I feel like he he hasn't gotten his flowers as far as like being one of the best and in innovative high flyers like in right. the history. Of wrestling like i don't think a lot of people really associate with, like well they know what he's done as far as like the high flying style and wrestling like and like i don't never think he really got his flowers i feel like people kind of just passed him up and now they look straight to and 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 not to come not not comparing me because i mean ray, i think just ray mysterio's on like another stratosphere than jack Evans is and that's no disrespect to jack, that's just what it is but yes. like I, I feel like a lot of people kind of blow past jack evans and go to right. a ray mysterio or they go to an amazing red or they go to uh, any other half flies and they just kind of forget about like what he's done as far as like that half life style and like the the flips and you right. know all that type of stuff so you know uh jack evans would definitely be one of those people just 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 so i can ask him do, does he feel like he's gotten his flowers
0: all right so now outside of wrestling, do you want to venture into anything else or do you want to just strictly stick to wrestling, you're cool with this and see Uh, what the road leads.
2: Like, I I, I, I ain't mean to cut you off, but uh, I I definitely want to, uh, branch off into other stuff and, and and still stick within wrestling, but I want to do like, I I do, I like doing production, like I love camera work and all that and I love editing and all that stuff. I I love doing that. I'm a big like, camera work person, like I pay attention to that sometimes more than I actually do like actual wrestling. Like I find myself doing that, like I remember, um, when they did like one thing I really liked was when uh John, when the Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa did their uh, their cinematic match and, and like how the, the production was shot at, how the lights were like flashed in the ring and it was kind of like smoky in the arena that kind of reminded me of like what Defy Wrestling does back uh, the promotion of a Seattle they kind of do like the same thing as far as like it's like real smoky in the building and it's like yeah. and it's like movie theater like horror theme type look to it it's, 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 it's like really, really like cool as hell and like i, I love that type of stuff and like mm-hmm. I, I wanted like to get into like interviewing uh nba players i always show basketball any type of basketball like okay. a college uh high school or uh nba or nba i always wanted to try to get in there it's it it is kind of hard getting access to them like it's like, cause you know they got agents and stuff like that, so they don't sure. they they have no need to have their DMs open or have an email in their bio because they have people yeah. take care of that stuff for them. But with wrestlers, it's like they're more they're, they're independent contractors, so sure. it's like they you know they, they they have to have that information and it's easier to get in contact with them. But yeah. like I I DM'd a couple NBA players, like of course none of them has gotten back at all. But I mean, uh, and I'm I'm you know keep trying. Like I've reached out to some WNBA players, like I I, would, I just want to get into you know, different stuff while staying in the, the wrestling bubble. Cause I don't think it's good to limit yourself. Like I don't I really think does it. I mean, you, you can thrive in your specific field, but I think it's always good to have different outlets and different routes to go. You know what I'm saying? Just so you can have a backup plan. I always think that's good.
0: Other than wrestling. What are you into? You a gamer, you watch a ton of TV. Like so, What's your gem?
2: So, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm into, uh, the challenge I don't know, on MTV. I love that show, bro. Okay, that's like one of my, like one of my favorite shows. Sure. Uh, as, far, as far as gaming goes, uh, only games I play is really is um, NBA Two K, and I, okay. I have this. Uh, my, my my brother got me on this um, this video game on my phone. It's called it's it's a Call of Duty game, but it's like on, on mobile. Okay. And like the only reason I like it is I was like it looks so real. And you would think <laughs> a phone game would not be like graphic wise wouldn't be like you know, but it, it it's like crazy so i was like hooked on that day i remember i had to offload the app one day because i was playing it for like two hours straight like now oh. i was like you know what let me turn this off just a little bit just for a little bit but like yeah <laughs> i like, um yeah that, that's like pretty much for the most part like i, I like watching the show the challenge um I, I i recently watched this uh this this movie on uh uh i, I can't forget what it's called but um it's, yeah, it's called Just Mercy. I was just watching that. It's with uh, Michael B. Jordan, and it was a story of um this uh this lawyer back in the back in the fifties or the sixties or back in Alabama. and He was trying to get this man off a of death row who got uh, a black man who got, got uh, convicted of murder of a, of a of a white woman, and he didn't do it. And you know the the court of course when they took it to court the first time, you know the judge they they had like the the best evidence that he did not do these crimes. But you just being the time that it was, they we're going to give this black man a benefit of the doubt. And, you mm-hmm. know, it It was like just a reality check of like, like this stuff was happening like 50 years ago, 60 years ago. Like That's this was it. not that long ago.
0: Wow.
2: Like it, like it, and it, was, it, it's just like crazy to think that people, when they, when they hear these like racial injustices from like back in the day, they think this was like a hundred, 200 years. I'm like, mm-hmm. bro, this was like 70 years ago. Wow. Like some of your grandparents are still alive when this was happening. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's it's crazy that, like, when you look back on it, like, that much has changed as far as racism goes. So it's like, you know, it's like kind of a retrospect kind of thing.
0: Wow, so let's get right into it. That's a perfect segue, my friend, like, reading my mind. So, Mm -hmm. like, like, thinking about this, you even tweeted something, I I believe, like, that people used to go visit black people in the zoo? Yeah. um, And that was only, like, 50 or 60 years ago as well? How crazy is that?
2: Yeah, that was, like... 50 60 years ago in belgium they had like and and, and it, it made its way over to um new york too Shut up. a little bit they, yeah they, it was in new york full they had like a zoo of like black people like it was like white people white spectators would come with their children and like come visit oh black That's people disgusting. in zoos and like they were like um like it was, I remember it was one girl she would like walk around with like a canteen and i guess people would like throw like quarters and shit and in the thing and like and it's it's crazy like it's people like when when people see these pictures you know they think this is like 1800s you know that that, that's what they think it is i was one of those people yeah this was like 1960 like this was not i mean and that's a long time ago but like it's some people's grandparents who were alive during that time some people's parents who were alive during that time and that was not long ago at all so like and i think that's what people need to realize and like that race, racism is, like, so deeply rooted into this world, like, and people right. don't realize it, like, and I've had a conversation, like, when I mentioned earlier, I was doing the British uh, Wrestling Experience podcast the other day, mm-hmm. like, and they live in, Um, I, I think, and Beno and James, I think they're spread out throughout the, the UK and Ireland, and, um, like, it's, like, they, they don't have those, like, to the degree that there is in America as far as, like, black people getting killed, like, on camera and stuff, and like, like and, st- and stuff, like, by the police, they don't have, cause, like, I don't think you can have, well, I, I think that's in, it's in some places in the UK, you can't have uh, weapons and stuff like that, as far as, like, yeah, you can't do that type of stuff, so, yeah. it's like, um, yeah, man, it's it's, it's, cra- it's a crazy time, honestly, like, and, and it just shows you that there's still so much, so many ways to go, because you, you, like it's it's the system is just deeply rooted in racism. Yeah, it's just what it is. Cause like you look at the, just look at the history of America. Look at the history of the world. Just look how black people was treated. Are still being treated like that. System is has been intact for so long, and the people who are at the head of that don't want to give that up, and they wanted to keep keep it the same. But like the one thing that I'm starting to see is like this new generation of white kids, like young white. Uh, men and women, like they out here protesting and right. you know, fighting back against a system that's designed for them to succeed, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's that's like one of the craziest things to me. Like, you're essentially turning down a system that's meant for you, right, to progress, but they, you know, that's getting you know, but I mean, at the same time, it's like we still wait on bated breath. Like, you got, um, you know, the officers who killed. George Floyd, you all played a role, regardless of whether they yeah. were officer. I can't remember his name. Derek, I think his name was Derek. Or I can't remember his last name, but he was the one that actually took the life of George Floyd. But the officers who were around why that happened are just as much as a part of, of it as he was. And uh, like I remember, one of them he got off uh, on a one million dollar bill Like the fact that he had, uh, like the, the fact that he even had a bond set was like just j- just lets you know, like you know, right. that, that's that, that that's what it is and. Like, it's crazy to me that the fact that they even allow him to have an opportunity to get off after the, after the role he played in somebody getting killed, you know what I mean? And and like and I think this time is like really showing a lot of people's true colors. Like that, have a lot of people are like really outing themselves as far as what they believe and what they think. So you know I, that, that that's kind of one thing that I'm I am liking about this. Like it's true. It, 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 it's it's like a lot of people are really starting to show their true colors and not and hiding what they think anymore. As far as like um. And, and, and not saying i i don't i don't agree with that stuff but like if you're gonna be a racist i'd rather know you're a racist than you pretending to be my friend and exactly not, you know what i'm saying like that's the call, call it how it is you know so you know like I that, that's, that.
0: i believe in that too because before you it's not that you could sort of hide behind it but People weren't pointing the finger. Now, if you're not supporting, you're against it. You know, you can't really hide nowadays, like how you're saying. So you see people's true colors and it's like, oh, so you're that, you're this, ah, you know what? Fuck off. Get out of here. You know what I mean? And it's better, like, especially in your case when you're younger, and I'm glad this is happening with your generation too, to grow up. And hopefully there will be change. And I really hope some good comes out. And you're seeing little pockets of it. I agree. Uh But Uh it's still not enough to make up for everything that's happened. And. And who am I to say how much you like everything should happen? And 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 that's the other thing. What like, what does everyone expect to happen? What does everyone want to see moving forward? What's the end goal of all this? Because you see a lot of people saying, "Oh, donate here, do this here," but a lot of people are doing it sort of blinded because it's the cool thing. As I put quotation marks up, you know what I mean? Because you sort of have that part of the group too that's just going along with it because it's a hashtag and you want to be cool but what is the end goal what is the true meaning what does everyone want to see in the end
2: i mean i can't speak for all black people but i think it's just one thing that people would like it's it's nothing crazy that we want we just want equal rights we want to be treated equally because i mean obviously we're not treated equally that's like obvious like people anybody anybody can see that you don't got to be quote unquote like into everything that's going on to know that that's that that's the case like you can just look at anything that has happened over the past decade and see that that's not the case like if that was the case you, you wouldn't see police officers snatching black people out of their cars for no reason and, 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 and mm-hmm. talking about stop resisting when they're on the ground, not resisting. You know what I mean? It's like, that's just one of the many things you see. And then, like, it, it's other stuff within the educational system that you see, like, the stuff that, the stuff they used to, like, it, it's some stuff that I'm learning that I'm learning about now through social media that I never, never knew. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they, I, they never taught these things in my, in my school. Like, mm-hmm. even the, the, um, you know, it was uh, like the the Black Wall Street, but it was just like this this place of like just growing African American business, and mm-hmm. they were just thriving. And it just got like torn apart by mm-hmm. white people. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It, it, it's just like you know what I'm saying. You just look at everything that has happened throughout the year. like. Even I remember um, today, with, I, a couple days from now, um, was the anniversary of the Charleston church shooting. I don't know if you ever heard about that. Yes. But uh, yeah, he did. Yeah, it's like. Just stuff like that, like that. People think it's not an issue in this country, but like I, I, I like I want you to think about. There's a you, like, and I, don't, I, don't, I don't like, um, uh, you know, asking about people's race. But are you, you're a white male?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm Portuguese. Oh, okay,
2: away. okay, you're Portuguese, and yeah. okay, okay, cool. So, like, j- just think about this. Uh, so. You got you, you I'm pretty sure you come across these videos of black people getting killed by the police officer. I'm pretty sure like it's it's kind of impossible not to see of some of these things from time to time, yeah. but like I just want you to think how how you see black people in these situations that they're not resisting and still get jacked up, still get pushed on the ground and stuff like that and then you have a guy who walks into a church mm-hmm. and purposely target targets black black people and admits that that was the reason he did it and literally gets a little finger tap on his shoulder bulletproof vest put on him and yeah. the the officer who arrested him said that he was unproblematic so they that's when they went and took him to get some food after he just killed nine black people so like I, I just want you to think about that just look at that comparison like this man literally is telling them that he went in this church to kill these black people just because of their skin color that's mm-hmm. not he doesn't agree with 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 the way that black people have you know he just cut of. Dumbass, like, idiotic mindset that what he thinks black people have done to his people in the country, which is like, th- makes no sense. But, like, it, it's just crazy to me how you see stuff like that and how they just walked him so calmly, mm. put it, make, make sure before they put him out in the public, they put a bulletproof vessel just in case somebody tried something. They made sure this man was fed before they even got to the precinct, and then they put him on. I, th- I think he's on death row now, okay, but like. Yeah, he's on death row for sure, but, uh, like, you can't bring back that, people. You can't bring back anybody, but the fact that he literally went and did that, like, just, is crazy to me, and I remember it was a couple years ago, um, there was a young lady, I think it was in the the San Francisco area, a white supremacist, like, he literally walked up to him, walked up to her in a train station and Mm -hmm. slit her throat, just because he, I think he was a a neo-Nazi, or he was affiliated with that type of thing. And like it's just it's, it's crazy, and, and like so, sometimes I really think that a lot of the police force are affiliated with that, because like it, it it just baffles me how some of them are like so hyper aggressive towards black right. like, people, like for no like for no reason. Like I'm like and, and it's crazy. Like and I remember um, a couple of days ago, actually, I had seen it through uh Xavier Woods, the wrestler, his Twitter account. Right. He he lives in Georgia, and uh, okay. he said he said they had a, there was a KKK rally like 40 minutes from his Talk home. Fuck off yeah seriously and like it was a video i saw the video like the dude, it was like maybe 15 to 20 people you know they had the you know the flags and chant really, white power so and you know all that stuff and like the like the, like the fact that that's still happening in 2020 and the fact that and the fact that the kkk is not considered a terrorist organization they're like just they're, they're, they're considered legal in the eyes of the law in america like a yeah. legal group and like the the fact, like the, just just think just think about that. For everybody who's listening, like the fact that an organization who is against black people as a whole, and and basically anybody else of color. Honestly, when you think about it, but right. specifically against black people, like the fact that they're not considered a terrorist group, but mm-hmm. but they but, but they'll look at somebody funny if they if they have on a turban or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's right. it, like the stuff is like ridiculous. Like the fact that it they is. are able to get away with stuff like that. But again. That just shows you there's a privilege in this country to being white, and I appreciate the white people who are able to admit that they have a privilege because I know when some people literally admit that they would like they'd be like, oh, that you tell a white person some some white people that they have a privilege, they'd be like, I don't have no privilege. I had to work hard, just like just like you did. I'm like, no, you don't realize a big that, that it, 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 it 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 come you you automatically get a privilege the day you're born. That's just what it is. That's what it is. Like, and some people are willing to accept that and use that to for the benefit of the greater good. And some people yeah. are not, you know what I'm saying? Some people often And that's even, I'm pretty sure me and you are probably going to end up talking about how people always do the all lives matter thing in response to <laughs> black lives matter. And it's yeah. like, they, they, they just don't get it. They can't, they can't comprehend that when people are saying black lives matter, they're not saying, Oh yeah, the rest of the world doesn't matter. Nobody's saying that. Exactly. Thank people are getting killed in the damn street. Every fucking two days, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, it's, 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 it's ridiculous, and like, it's, it, the one thing that's really crazy to me is like, you starting to see videos pop up of, uh, of, these, of these things happening, that happened in like, December and February, okay. and like, it's like, it, it just makes, it just really makes you wonder like, how much is like, how much of this stuff happened before the social media era. Right. Like, I, I'm pretty sure this is happening like, hundreds, and hundreds of times like before the social media era happened but now we got video proof of this stuff happening mm-hmm. like i'm i know in uh, a specific part of arizona uh you you get fined seven hundred dollars if you record a police officer in the interaction with somebody oh, wow. so that that, that just kind of that, that that just kind of lets you know you know what what they got going on over there so Well,
0: even just people just have to look at the basics. Like, think about it. If you were to do anything of half of what the cops do that gets them suspended, anyone would get fired, expelled, banned, blackballed, never to work again. And these guys literally get slapped on the wrist. And that's what I don't understand, especially with that line of power, especially with the chip on their shoulders, because they act like they're god figures. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) So it's like, you should be... Uh, judged and fucking prosecuted even harsher than a regular person because you know what you're able to do, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. No, I
0: agree. 100%. 100%. Oh, my God. Okay, I got some stories, too. Like, speaking of white privilege, I'm going to tell you a story and you're going to be like, yeah, of course that happened. But before we get into that, another one, speaking of people being judged from white to black in the same cases, you were just saying that the Charleston guy got pretty much escorted out with bodyguards, got fed and whatever. Did you hear about the uh, this chick Sandra Bland? Did you hear her story? Yeah,
2: I, yeah, I've heard about Sandra Bland. Yeah, this, uh, that that story is it, it, that story is fucked up. I remember right? I, I initially heard about that. I was at uh, when this is when I was at university. Uh, when, when, when I, I believe I was at uni, I, no, I okay, so now I was in that university when it happened. But I started to learn more about the case when I was at university, and you know, you start to learn the real details right. of what happened. And you know, it's, I think it's kind of obvious that she was. Uh, killed before she even got to the the, the prison because I remember they they I think they did some type of like editing as far as her mugshot because like you because like you can just tell like the way the mugshot was it wasn't done with a person standing up it looked like she was laying down in the mugshot and of right. course they edited like her eyes and stuff like that and I, I've seen the real picture of her like in that mugshot and it's like some sick some sick shit to, to like to even have to see. You know right. what I'm saying? I can only imagine how, like, 14, 13-year-olds who have social media, they got to see that stuff, like, at such an early age, you know what I'm saying? And, like, mm-hmm. just getting the, the real of what's really going on in the world as far as black people. Like, the, the, the another thing is, like, it's just, like, you, so, some people, they, they, they don't have to have those type of conversations with their kids. Like, they don't have to tell their kids that, oh, you know, you know, when you get in, if you're going to ever get an in actual interaction with a police officer, do this, do this, do that. And that, that's another thing that some white people just don't understand. You know, some of them don't have to have that conversation with people. Like they can probably tell them, you know, if you get pulled over by an officer, you know, just you know, be cool, stuff like that. But as far as a black person, they gotta, you gotta let your kids know that it's a chance that it may go further than that, just because you know, just off the shrimp of your skin color, like that's just the fact of what it is. No sugarcoating it. And I think a lot of people don't really realize that, and it it it, it is like, traumatizing to a lot of people, and it's like mentally straining to like see this stuff. All the time Like it's draining Honestly I'm not gonna lie to you Like sometimes I get Like real tired Of seeing it And real tired Of talking about it But it's like You can't because you gotta keep You know Making Like making people aware Cause there's still A lot of people who Like are oblivious To this right. stuff Because it, it has nothing To do with their lives
0: I know Again But that's what we're Talking about The white privilege Because okay So here's here's one of my Well first off the one thing that blew my mind, too, that this actually found out a few years ago, though, that at least in the States, I don't know how it is up here in Canada, and there's racism anywhere. I don't give a fuck. Like just Our stupid premier came out and said, oh, it's not that bad up here in Canada. That just goes to show the mentality of some people. And again, it's oblivious. the hierarchies are the ones who are trying to subdue all this, right? So it just goes to show how far up the rankings all this shit goes. But I did not know that there's a different set of rules, pre- Rules, as I put up quotations, When a white person gets pulled over by a cop versus a black person. I never knew that, again, growing up as a black person, I don't know if your parents taught you this, if you get pulled over by the cops, make sure you put your hands on the steering wheel, you tell the officer you have nothing on you, and all that. I've never had to do that, and I've been pulled over plenty of times by cops, and they've never gave me shit or anything. And I just never knew that little aspect. And that right there just blows my mind. It's like, hold up, you're, again, going off skin color. You think this person's already guilty just because of the color of their skin? Like, what the fuck planet do you come from?
2: yeah and I, and I think that's just within like again that's just, like just a thing within the police force like i really do think like there's like something in, in some departments in the police force like they do make it a thing to target black people like i really do think that's the case and like some of them may nice. be affiliated with those neo-nazi type party because like it, it just makes no sense why they would once would be so like like targeted to black. And like, you, like this stuff has like been happening way before i was born way before like like this stuff has been going on for so long, man like it's like some people they just literally like and and you even hear stories like from back in the sixties and back in the seventies like when uh like if they if, if some if a white person was killed and they and they they needed to and they they needed to frame somebody right frame a frame a black person like that that's yeah. just what, what 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 that is like Black people getting killed for like even looking at white women and stuff like like That's back true. in the, oh, back in those man. days like that shit is just like and that that just shows you how deeply rooted racism is and like one one thing that I'm starting to notice like I'm that that older generation is starting to fade out just a little not not all the way but like we're almost there, there. yeah there. <laughs> <laughs> but but like yeah, yeah you know I'm 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 I'm, never, I'm not going to wish. I, I would never wish death of upon course. anybody. That's of that's, I don't, that, that's 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 always foul to me. I'm,
0: I know I'm know, the same you, way. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah I, I I can't I can't do that. But I mean, that that older generation, they all starting to they on their way out. Let me just say that they are all they getting up there. So True. you know, uh, hopefully this new generation of, of white people will continue to speak out against you know what's going on out here. Because, they, because I mean, their parents, their grandparents, like I said earlier, they are in the position of power. So, like, it, like the fact that they're yes. willing to knock down this overall system that's meant for them is still crazy to me. And it's, it's going to take a while for me to get used <laughs> to seeing it. Because, like, it's just, it's just crazy, crazy to me, like, the fact that they would even consider, like, breaking down a system that is meant for them to thrive. Like, that's exactly. it's crazy to me.
0: Well, and again, that goes to show you that racism... You're not born with racism. You're taught yeah. racism. So like, for example, like in my generation, because I'm considered generation X, right? So the generation before me, my parents, their gra- like their parents were obviously racist. You know what I mean? But they didn't really teach racism, but it was still there. And then my parents were always taught me treat everyone equally. That, like my parents didn't teach me much, but thank God they... They taught me that, like treat everyone with respect, treat everyone how you want to be respected. Don't look at someone and judge someone for until you talk to them sort of thing. You know what I mean? So luckily for that. But now my generation are teaching your generation, love everyone, fuck this, let's buck the system. Let's all get like, you know what I mean? So you do see it withering away. And again, that's why I'm saying that it's not taught. And for for someone like in our, even both of our age brackets to still be racist, there's something fundamentally wrong with you. Like, you know what I mean? I'm sorry, especially now in this day and age.
2: Yeah, it is really um, Like like you said I don't think Racist is impossible To be born mm-hmm. racist Like you can't be born racist Well, like, look at the animal
0: kingdom You don't see them Judge yeah. each other Because of their different Coats <laughs> or skin colors Like, you know what I mean?
2: Like, <laughs> it, 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 like people are taught That from their hopes and, like, I'm um, Just even, you know For for the people that Are, are, are wrestling fans who, who are watching this Like, um, I don't know If you saw the situation With uh, AJ Styles And CM Punk Oh, day, yes, that's yesterday. right yeah yeah, CM Punk. He called AJ Styles out for staying silent about the racial issues that's been going on, yep. and uh, like AJ, like, compl- and I, I don't think anybody's surprised at AJ Styles' views. Like, I, I wasn't surprised because, like, with AJ's, like, a you no, know, like, and and I trying to call me like a redneck from the backwoods of Georgia. Like, I'm not right. surprised by his like anything like he's because I mean I've kind of like already known that like and it was, I wasn't really surprised by anything he he said. But like he like instead of just denouncing racism, mm-hmm. he just ignored it. Yes. And like, he didn't say anything. Like, I, I think if, if anybody was in this position, I think the smart thing to do would be to say, I don't agree with, you know, the actions that have been taken against black people. Mm-hmm. And you, anybody saying you got to agree with the system and you got to agree with you know the, the the political stuff as far as Republican versus Democrat. Nobody's sure. saying that, but I think it's, it's nothing to coming out and saying, I don't agree with racism. I'm not with that. That's not my thing. But the fact that you sat there and just completely ignored it, and then you just wanted to jump straight to attacking CM Punk, who called you out for being silent about right. racial issues, kind of speaks more volumes a lot about AJ. So I think a lot of people kind of, you know, kind kind of got turned off by what AJ said, and you know, like, and that's another thing. Uh, just as far as wrestling goes, like you know as you start to learn like the because the business is out there you start to learn about the ins and outs of the business like the one thing that's crazy to me is like you start to learn about these people's like real life views and it kind of like turns you off from them like i remember when i first found out about um you know AJ, i found out about his views a long time ago and it like around the time when he got to wwe and it was like you know it kind of like completely turned me off from Mm -hmm. him as a as a performer like i really haven't been Interested in much that he's done like for the past two years, just because it's like it's hard for me to put the character to the side versus like what I know that he really thinks about. Maybe people even like me, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's it's hard not to think about that stuff. Of so course. like and, and even a guy like um like Jake Hager, like I I think oh. that's everybody, everybody knows about him. Right. And uh you know recently uh Jackson Ryker the Forgotten Sons yeah you know, that tweet yeah, yeah yeah and him and uh the um, the NXT referee Drake Ward he's one, one of them, two as well. So, yeah. you know, it's it's, it's it's like as far as wrestling goes, like it's, it's kind of hard for me to separate the real life from the the character. Like I know a lot of people be like, oh, you know, you you can easily put it, like, nah, I can't. So, you know, that that is what it is.
0: No, I hear you, and again, that's your right, of course. And I I am I'm, I'm sort of in your same boat. It's and I've had this conversation with so many people in the past, even because it always comes up with the Benoit situation. Like, can you uh-huh. separate? the wrestler from his work. And in Benoit's case, it's a bit different because he's passed away and now time has healed, like how they say it, it heals all wounds. So some people are able to, but some people are not. And hey, if if that's what it is, that's what it is, right? Uh-huh. So, okay, so you just pretty much said it. We should be calling out these people who don't are, are not supporting and are not standing up when they have privileged themselves, Pla- right? And platforms. And platforms, and of platforms. course. Now what about the people who do have a platform but are just you know they're not racist but they don't want to be that person like i said don't want to get the clicks and don't want to make it about them do you think that's a cop-out or do you think they mm-hmm. should step up to the plate
2: no I, I mean some, some people because i like, i only be like it, i think it just varies on the person because some people are not like that. like i can relate to those people who really say because like I'm, I'm not really like a super like i can i I can do this on a podcast all day but like i've never been like a real like twitter social media person unless it's like has something to do with like promoting my work but like i kind of know that i have like a somewhat of a somewhat a small percentage of a following who pay attention to what i say so i should use the platform that i have and the outlet that i have through post wrestling through my own youtube channel to speak out against stuff but I, i mean like some people are just like Naturally quiet people, and that translates mm. to who they are on social media. So, I like I, I I I've never been the one to like pressure anybody to to speak out because I mean some some people do have good intentions, and some like you you don't know what somebody's doing doing on behind the scenes. Like they could be donating, they could be you know supporting exactly. this thing, and they just like some people just don't like need to feel the need to put that on social media like i know plenty of people who went went out and protested and they haven't put anything up that they went to go protest on social media because they don't need any they didn't feel like they need any validation you know what i'm saying like i know people who went and donated large sums of money to these causes for these people's families that have lost those were good at police brutality and they never put that up on social media because they just don't feel the need to like they 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 don't need feel that need to have that validation so like i i i kind of agree with you for you know for the most part of that, like, some people don't, you know, they don't need to feel that type of, you know, some people don't want that type of attention on them. And then, you know, it's other people who, they, they, they don't know what to say see so yes. that was
0: me level. at the beginning it's all harder honestly i was one of those people i'm like i want to support but again i don't want to be that white guy that's saying this and then people are like well what do you know about that like you right. know what i mean like that's life and then once i started listening and paying attention and reading i'm like okay now i get it. it's about <laughs> rising up it's about being one and equality and i'm like okay okay now i feel comfortable again like, you know <laughs>
2: Right, now that's funny, man. Right? Because I, I, I know a lot of I, there's a lot of white people that feel like they 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 wanted to speak out, but they right. just like like they like like if I say something, they gonna be like, what, like, what the fuck do you? you know? Like you know, like it just you know completely blew them off. But like, I, I, I mean, you. Can, <laughs> but you, like, I'm glad that you know, even yourself, you know, starting to speak out and, and you know use your platform and use your way, Because I mean, like, of I like I've been saying this for like over the past couple of weeks, man. Like. we've been trying to do this on our own for so long and it hasn't worked so we need white people to cooperate and get on board and do this like so yeah
0: okay so I usually end the show with the dumbass of the week but this week because it's more serious tone the dumbass is going to be my story because it involves cops so we'll just say in general um, and I don't want to put everyone in a boat because then that's exactly what racists do with black people you know what I mean so majority of the cops are shady but there's still that little percentage that's still good in there you know what I mean and there's still Trying to do the good fight because you hear these stories about some of these cops that are witnesses. And again, I'm not making excuses because I still think everyone should be. But some cops are coming out and saying now and now that to feel comfortable because of the movement, they're like, "Oh, I knew what they were doing, but if I did anything, they were gonna fuck up me and my family." Like, you know what I mean? Oh, so just yeah. sort of like working in fear not, of these racists. You know what I mean?
2: Not that, that 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 that's that's the truth. Honestly, like some some of them are they they want to you know out them, but like. It's like a, you know, a, 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 a righteous thing versus them fucking up my whole life, right? Type thing. Like they will blackball you, and it'll be hard for you to probably get a job again. Honestly, like, but I mean, at the same time, like, some people gotta, like, at this point, you, you gotta grow a set. And, I think so. You know, yeah. It, like at, at, like it, we 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 passed that whole feeling bad for you, like. Bro, like if you know what's going on in the system, you need to you need to speak out. Like enough of that trying to, uh, oh, you know they'll blackball me from the industry, or you know they 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 won't, you know I I won't be able to find a job, won't be able to provide, and like I, I get all that, but like look, your 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 folks ain't in the street getting killed, okay? So that's true. Girl, set and speak out and use your voice and use your information that you know. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I remember it was a um, it was a video of a. Uh, a soldier he was uh i think he was i think he was in, i think he was in the army okay. and he was at one of the protests and uh they they was at a, uh they was they were chanting um i'm black and i'm proud and like they i think they're not supposed the army people in the army they're not supposed to like once you join you give up a couple of your rights you're not supposed like mm-hmm. you give up the right to protest sure. and stuff like that okay. and like he was you could like somebody zoomed in on the it was a black dude he zoomed in on him and he was like mumbling under his under his face mask like i'm black and i'm proud but he can't outright oh, you know what i'm saying because he sure. you know it it, it 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 could be a bad situation not publicly but like right. personally if he was like just outright you know but he then you could see him saying it under his breath and it's like just think about the people that said those Type of situations like oh, right. the, some black people that are in the army and they you know they 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 wanna you know be with their people, but then you also got your few I'm gonna calling them what it is got okay. your couple you know black people that's in the that's in the force right now that's they ain't black say that <laughs> they sure they 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 like completely lost themselves and who they are and just searching for the approval of white people. So they feel like they need to do the same. And it's like, it's, it's, it's crazy to me, man. Like, I, I, don't, I don't get how people, like, join the police force with this idea of you want going to take out your own people. Like, that's, right. but I also think it is, it, and I can't speak for all police, cause I know it's not the situation for hmm. all police officers, but I, I feel like some of them join the police force to feel some type of strength because they didn't have that prior. So now they feel like they have this power and they yeah. abuse it because they've never been able to have that and they have never felt superior so now they sure. have this outlet where they know that they are quote unquote superior so they uh, try to abuse that and it, and it kills me especially when I see black people doing that I'm like you literally out here hurting your own people mm. just like for the approval of somebody they probably don't give a shit about you like if you got shot in the back by another police officer they yeah, bury yeah. your ass in a minute you know what I mean and that's just that's just the fact of what it is. Like, it is crazy to me that some people were even willing to, um, like, I ain't going to say the word sellout, but, like, even, you know, trade, like, just, just be willing to hurt your own people Right. as a police officer instead of using that privilege that you now have to do good for those right. in your community and trying to figure out what is up in the system that makes everything the way it is as far as how they treat black people.
0: Oh, well, you know what I call those cops. Cops with small dicks. <laughs> it's always jealousy. That's what all this is rooted from, man. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw in a joke there. I was getting a little too serious for the listeners. No, no, no.
2: You're good,
0: man. You're good. Okay, so what do you think... But before I know, we keep prolonging my story, but before we get to the story, what do you think people should do with the police force? Because I heard both sides. Defunding it. And or giving them more funding and more training, so then they know what the fuck they're doing. So, w- which side do you lie on?
2: Mm, well, I, I know in Minnesota they're, they're defunding them and they're gonna build exactly. from the ground up.
0: That's what i heard. And I yeah. think
2: that's smart.
0: That's and That's good.
2: the best way to go. Okay. Honestly, like um in, in my area uh the the, the D C the they just passed um a bill and they, it got it did get passed and they banned um. The police they can't um what would they 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 can't put the, they can't kneel on a, uh on a, on a person's neck while uh, oh yes. and arresting that, them and they what? they they can't do that they can't uh throw tear really? gas and they can't use rubber bullets at protesters yes, uh they, they can't buy military weapons anymore the this, this specific area of police they okay. can't do that and it's a couple of other things So, like it it's some stuff that's that's getting changed as right. far as that but I think defunding them and just building from the ground up making people go through the academy and making people learn out here and like really doing like a deep dive into these people's backgrounds. Like stop just letting Thank people you. apply to be police officers because that's what they want to do. Like some of these people you have and are white supremacists, obviously. So like right. the best thing to do is like do background research, do a thorough research and make people take classes, make people do research on these racial issues that have been going on so they can get a better understanding. And one thing that I, I do, I really want this to stop happening stop sending these police officers who grew up in these predominantly white areas mm-hmm. like these, some of these motherfuckers that's like from kentucky and sending them to predominantly black neighborhoods because they already scared as it is right. already scaring them so they already on edge mm-hmm. as it is you got these dudes that's growing up in these predominantly white areas and they whole lives only time they ever seen black people was on tv mm-hmm. and then next thing you know you want to put them in an all-black area and then think they're supposed to carry out how they supposed to carry out no they already scared that's just what it is that's right. just the fact of what it is and I'm saying like they you know they they already just in fear of what could happen and they're already thinking about the bad so that's one thing that needs to change maybe get a police officer that actually grew up in said area to patrol those areas because maybe they have a better understanding of what's going on of you course. know what I mean like do, do stuff like that but like I think defunding and building from the ground up is mm-hmm. the best thing because I think at this point just keep giving them money is not good at all. Like it's not going to change anything. Like I think Minnesota is going to, be, and you in Minnesota shocked the hell out of me. I did not know Minnesota was like that. Like they, right? they, they, they Minnesota turned the fuck up. Like I, I, oh. I did not know that Minnesota was like that, dude. Like, I'm not even gonna lie. I didn't even know it was that many black people in Minnesota. I swear <laughs> to God, I did not know that. Like they they, they, they came out in like full force and That's like awesome. they, cha- they changed the system. Yes, like, they, they did. got the police defunded and now they're going to start the police system in Minnesota from the ground up in that specific area, I'm guessing, they're going to start it from the ground up and train people probably the right way. like Minnesota did it. They did it. And and, and it's, it's sad that it had to take a black man losing his life for that to happen. I know. But, this happened, and look where they at now. Now they got an opportunity, and, and you can't ever bring somebody back to life. But maybe mm-hmm. it'll save the next man from having to exactly. deal with that type of situation, the next woman from having to deal with that type of situation. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure you've seen the stuff about Brianna Taylor, of course, where the police, police walked in her house and, and killed her for no yes. reason, and, and uh, like they, they, they like I, I think they're like trying to like ignore her case for the most part, and like mm-hmm. it's crazy. Like, and, and um, there was another situation with a. A guy, his name was Kendrick Kendrick Johnson, I believe. Okay. He was in high school a while back. This was like, I want to say 2013. I want to say I believe it was. I hope I'm not off with that date. But uh, he got into an argument with 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 this, with this white dude and his brother, mm-hmm. and he beat beat the shit out of him. Like mm-hmm. just call it what it is. They and they, they, they like use like excessive force and like like mm-hmm. killed him. Like oh, wow. that's what. And they uh, like rolled his body into a, a gym mat. And left him right there, and then uh, the guys—they were brothers. Their father was an FBI. Well, he is an FBI agent, mm-hmm. and uh, like, it's crazy like nothing happened to the case. Like the case got like done away with, and you know, of course, nobody was ever able to prove that because his father was an FBI agent. That you know that's why the case went away. But I mean, yeah. anybody with a brain, you know. Of course a father knows his son just killed somebody and he's in the fbi you know i'm pretty sure he could get that taken care of easily if he wanted to Mm -hmm. you know and and even though that's not proven it's just the fact of what it is and like the the crazy thing is the dude that killed kendrick is playing college football right now i think he plays for i hope i'm not getting the school wrong but i think he plays for akron university okay and he's playing college football, living his damn life, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I saw an interview that he did, um, and you could just tell some shit was bothering him, and they, they were asking him about, you know, about mm-hmm. Kendrick Johnson, and, yeah. you know, he couldn't, couldn't look that that man in his eye for nothing. Like, every time he answered about it, head down, chin tucked, like, couldn't even answer the question without looking at the camera. You know what I mean? Sure. That just kind of lets you know everything that you need to know. But okay, yeah, that that that's shit like that And like it's crazy Like the fact that this man is still able to continue To live his life Go to college When this young dude wasn't even able to graduate high school Because he got killed You know what I'm saying It's ridiculous. like shit like that is ridiculous
0: Oh my god Alright, we could go on for ages and ages Then you're always welcome back If you want to let more steam off Tell more stories You're always welcome The door's always open, my friend But to get into my story So It's not the first time I noticed my white privilege because maybe it's not that I wanted to ignore it. Maybe I was just not aware of it. You know what I mean? Okay, so growing up, this is probably my late teens, so I was probably around 17, 18 at the time. And now everyone knows marijuana is legal in Canada, so you're able to smoke it wherever, right? Well, some still permitting in certain places. Obviously, you can't smoke in a park or whatever with kids, but you can smoke on your property. Cops can't harass you, right? But back in the day, it was a totally different story. Cops would harass you 24-7 for it, right? So I remember one time, it was me and a bunch of guys. We went to the local park, of course, and we started smoking. Now, to paint a picture, we were sitting in like those picnic benches, right? It was dark at night. and No, actually, no, it wasn't night because it was during the day, I remember now. Okay, so it was during the day. We were there, and there was a basketball court across pretty much, I don't know, 20 or 30 yards from us, right? And on the basketball court, there was a bunch of black guys playing basketball, right? And we were there smoking, and you should have seen the table. There was weed, there was like a bong, there was a pipe, there was rolling papers, everything you needed to literally get us in deep shit. Cops rolled up out of nowhere. We didn't even know there was this passage into this park. They came out of nowhere. They started talking to us, but not looking at us. Still staring, or no, first staring at the black guys playing basketball. And then they started asking us questions like, are you with those guys over there? And we're like, who? They're like, the guys playing basketball.
2: Right. immediately associating what's going on with y'all right like, with
0: them right this. or i'm thinking now maybe to associate maybe those guys sold them weed let's go bust them or so like automatically so like you just said right but again at that time i didn't realize any of this shit because again whatever right i was shitting my pants because a cop caught me smoking weed for the first time like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not putting mm-hmm. two and two together so then after they kept talking to us they are like and they never looked at the weed they never looked like i don't understand and from my memory, because I have a horrible memory, they just left and they started talking to the black guys playing basketball and then they started harassing them to the point where I, I almost remember them either putting one in cuffs or a big something happened and more cops came with the with backup and shit and then we just took off because we're like, fuck this, we don't want to get involved or whatever. Again, at the time we didn't know any better because we're <coughs> shitting bricks. And now we're, we're happy. I know it's sad to say looking back and I'm ashamed of this, but we're happy that we didn't get booked. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's the white privilege that some people don't understand. It's not, like you said, it's not about hardworking. Yes, a lot of people grew up poor. A lot of people grew up from the ground up. Like, I had $200 when I left my home. I lived in basements. I had to struggle for what I have now today. That's different. But I got to where I got today, maybe because of white privilege. Because maybe I got this job because of my skin color. Maybe someone looked at me different because I do not know. You know what I mean?
2: That's big that you can actually admit that there's a lot of people like really struggle with admitting stuff like that That's, that says a lot about you as a person that you're able to admit that you had white privilege and it has maybe benefited you in some parts throughout your life like I'm like and just not to shift topics too, too fiercely because I, I, I it. like it's, it's like somewhat similar to what you were saying but like there's a I don't know if you heard of the coach uh, Dabo Sweeney the one that worked no. uh, head coach at Clemson no, Clemson really University No, no, and uh yeah he's a head football, head football coach at Clemson University and uh okay. he uh it, it was a A player came out and uh, mentioned that he said the N-word one time in the locker room. And it was was in response to, um, you know, he heard a couple of other players saying it, black players saying it, and felt like, you know, uh, uh, he was just one of of those people of the mindset that, you know, if if, I'm guessing if I can't say it, then nobody can't say it. Like, stupid-ass mindset. But, like, he he was just of that thing and, like, thinking everybody should – you know everybody gets treated equal and like just but like this is the thing with someone like him it would be impossible for him to admit what you just said because he yeah. grew up he grew up in yeah he grew up in a rough situation he grew up poor and stuff like that but he was also like in that southern area so he already had his own mm-hmm. ideologies and mindset but like he grew up real poor and like he came up Made it on his own, good old Americana. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Live your dream. Yeah. You know, you come to America, you can fight <laughs> to be who you want to be. You know what I'm saying? And right. Like that, that, like that. That's always gonna be his mindset. Like, it don't matter what skin color you are, you can always do it if you work hard. You know, and that that's always gonna be his. Like, and, and, and for somebody like him, it would be impossible for him to admit that he has privilege. He can't, like, cause it's like I'm like to him, it's like I made it. I was I was poor growing up. I didn't have no help, and I did it on my own, and I made it. Not knowing that might quite possibly is him being a white man helped him get some of the opportunities that he was able to get, and also having the the story that he has. Of course, they're gonna feel a little bit more sympathy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's just what it is. And like like just relating back to what you said, like it, it's a lot. I'm pretty sure it takes a lot to actually admit what you just said. And like for somebody like Dabo Sweeney, he could never like. He, he can't comprehend the idea of Anything past Regardless of your skin color You can right. make it Like it's impossible for him To even admit that
0: See and I don't know if it's sort of Because they're too proud Or if it's still sort of A little bit of racism Because to me Oof. A, or, a little, or both, both yeah. A little, pe- little picture both. Right? Because to me, I know deep down, full-heartedly, I'm not a racist. Like, I know I've never treated someone differently because of their skin tone or anything. Mm-hmm. Now, if they speak up and they're a fucking idiot, regardless of their skin tone, I'm not talking to you. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. But I know deep down, but I didn't realize these little small pockets of my life where maybe I could have done better. Maybe I could have done this. And it's no excuse, but that's why I feel like I need to speak up because maybe, I don't know if it's cleansing my soul or getting it out there for other Not people here. to lo- you're just learn learn but see and that's the thing because that's what i try to do uh sitting back listening to all these stories i'm like has there ever been a time in my life where stuff like that has happened and i'm thinking back i'm like yes there's been a few stories and this is the most recent that i could think of and it's like fuck how many other things must have happened to me and i was just blinded to the situation so for wow. more people to talk up and speak like this then again, it'll stop what's going on. It'll move progress forward. It'll have everything on the same page. And it's true. Who cares? It's not about pride. It's not about what, it's about equality now. Like they said that we're all in this together when uh, COVID started. Why aren't we all in this together when it's social injustice? Same shit. You know what I mean? But hey, whatever. Let's weed out the bad and let's move forward with the good. That's all we could do and say. So, hey. Uh,
2: I agree, man. Yeah, you couldn't have said it better right there. Everybody was together doing the covid stuff let's band together and do the right thing but when it comes to social injustice everybody's like yeah you know right. i'm gonna sit this one out so i mean uh, i think the most important thing to do is like i hope the protests don't the protests are still going like the media just isn't covering it anymore but yeah. like um I like hopefully that keeps going keep speaking up because like i feel like shit is starting to change yeah. and the only way it's going to change is if this keeps happening and it needs to happen people need to feel uncomfortable because i'm People, Thank people you. were feeling comfortable for too long. So, and, uh, you know, hopefully, some something changed within the next decade, or you know,
0: I hope so. At least I, during I, I, our I, lifetime, I, honestly, and and not to get too super
2: political, but people need to go out and vote, as far as in, in the states in in November, of course, because brother man, forty five <laughs> got to go.
1: <laughs>
2: he got he got to go. Like just, I I, I know. 10 years That have A better fucking IQ and awareness Than he does Right He's an idiot But Yeah I'm gonna just leave that With it I had to get my My, my little of course. jab at him
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry I do not support <laughs> Trump As well And <laughs> it's worse on us up here as Canadians As him in power too So you know what I mean It's just Like
2: It's, it's like I'm, I'm up at one, one in the morning Or something Twelve in the, the night Writing a news story And I see him <laughs> on Twitter Going on I'm like Bro you are a grown ass man right. Like uh, <laughs> like we 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 gonna leave that alone though. Like, hopefully people go out and uh, go out and vote, Great. man, and, and try to get them out of this so we can get some sort of like I don't know somebody because I like I don't know man. It's like I don't really think there's no good can't like no really good candidates out there that I'm right. really think can actually do something because it's a fair share of them to say they dumb shit over the past couple of weeks. Right. But uh, I think at this point. You just gotta get The 45 out of there Just like It's, it, true, it, 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 it's, it's at that point Not like that desperation Point Cause I, I don't think Another 4 years It is gonna work Nah man
0: It's yeah. true It's so true No nah, man For sure And yeah Please People have conversations Get uncomfortable Like I'll tell you right now Half of this pod And I still do it Half of this podcast Goosebumps Just talking about mm-hmm. this Cause it's like fuck am i gonna step on anyone's toes and i'm like fuck uh-huh. it like i said i know deep down i'm not a racist and i want to get there. and if i stumble you're here to pick me up and tell me what's right from wrong and what i should do moving forward and uh-huh. that's it like you know and the, the conversation that's how you get started and like you, you know it well as soon as you start talking to someone you know if they want to help or if they're thwarting the cause you know what i mean it's uh-huh. like you can't hide anymore just just talk to someone and then you'll see what's going on that's it uh-huh. All right so on that note listen to him. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, plug your shit. Where people could find you, anything up and coming, any projects you're working on. And the floors all yours, my friend.
2: Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at uh, ad thompson underscore underscore. And you can check out my YouTube channel at uh, Andrew Thompson Interviews. Uh, I, I try to upload an interview uh, every week. I'll have one out on Tuesday. Uh, you have to see who it is to turn it out. And I got a couple interviews in the can that I haven't put out nice. uh, with some, you know, some pretty big names I think in the wrestling world. So you know, just. Uh, and you, you check out my written work like post wrestling you check out that site overall great site yes. great people that work over there as Steve knows so um, yeah that's where you find me at and you know Everybody just keep speaking out, keep using your voice, man. Don't say sad in the situation because if you make a tribute to the cause, you're taking away from it.
0: There you go. Perfectly well said. And for myself, I'm only gonna say where you could find me. Like I said, it's not about sponsors or supporting me this week. Just follow me on Instagram, Twitter. If you want to engage, if you want to talk about anything, so be it. All my DMs are open at Fingus Styles, or you can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast app. And if you don't use social media an old school method, email email me at the podcast app at gmail.com. On that note, he's Andrew, I'm Steve, this is the podcast. You better have fucking learned something today. Peace.